Well, welcome back, Destiny Makers, to our weekly podcast, Design and Destiny. You know, it's been a week now since my husband and I returned home from a really amazing two-week trip abroad. We flew into Athens, Greece, and then the next day, we boarded an exclusive ship for what was a journey of a lifetime for me. Now, this wasn't specifically a Holy Lands trip, nor was it a a church-sponsored trip, but we did walk the ancient roads and we visited sacred sites from biblical times where Roman Catholic or Byzantine churches now stand. So we went to the ruins of Ephesus where the apostle Paul brought the message of Christ to the Ephesians and where Jesus' mother Mary and his beloved disciple John are said to have lived out their last days. We went to the island of Patmos where John had been exiled for two years. The Cave of Revelation, as it's now called, it shows the rock formations where John received a download from the Holy Spirit, and he wrote what we have as the last book of the New Testament. Of course, that's the book of Revelation. We traveled to Israel, where we ascended the Mount of Olives that overlooks the valley and then up into the city of Jerusalem. And then we went below to the Garden of Gethsemane, and we saw the rock where Jesus supposedly sweat blood while asking his father to let the cup of condemnation pass him while he was awaiting his captors and anticipating the weight of the world's sin that he would soon carry and conquer on the cross. We placed slips of paper into the remaining wailing wall of the temple in Jerusalem. They were holding heartfelt prayers that I collected from friends and family who desperately needed the Father's touch. We walked up the Via Della Rosa, the road that's named for that excruciating journey that Jesus took, carrying the cross on the way to Golgotha where he would be hung. We saw where he was hung. We saw where the women prepared his body for burial after his death. And we saw the tomb where Joseph of Arimathea donated to lay Jesus' body, not knowing that it would only be a temporary stay. We crossed the checkpoint into Palestine and into Bethlehem, which I didn't realize was in Palestine, only eight point, or excuse me, only 5.8 kilometers from Jerusalem. For some reason on the map, I always thought it was so much further away. Again, another church protected the underground ruins of Jesus' birthplace, but we got to see it all. We saw the desert of Judea where Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit and tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. We viewed Mount Tabor where it's said that Jesus' transfiguration took place. And then we traveled north to the region of Galilee, to Nazareth, where Mary received the angel's message that she would bear a son who would save the world from his sins. We saw where Jesus grew up, the Jordan River, where he was baptized. We went to Capernaum, where he made his home base of ministry and selected his disciples. We saw the magnificent Sea of Galilee, and we stood where Jesus delivered his sermon on the Mount that we read in Matthew chapters five, six, seven, and eight. Oh man, the sights and the sounds and the smells and the tastes were just overwhelming, but nothing in comparison to just the profound gratitude to God for just allowing me to experience all of this. (laughs) Along with my over 
overwhelming communion with the Holy Spirit as I would walk and sing and pray everywhere I went. I mean, all these things that I have read and I've studied and I have worshiped and given my life to for nearly 40 years, here it was in person, right in front of me, walking in the very, very places that Jesus himself walked. But I didn't want it to end. And I didn't want it to become a trip that I would come home and unpack and store away as you know keepsakes as I got myself back to normal. So I decided to continue my pursuit of God back here in the States with a 21 day fast. Now, I don't say this to brag and boast, and I am quite aware of Jesus' admonition that when you fast, you don't make a public spectacle of it. But I do share the topic and the teaching and the experience of fasting over these next five weeks on design and destiny to invite you to join me if you desire a deeper devotion to your good and great and glorious Father in heaven, and to do it with a community of loving, passionate support and grace and encouragement. You know, interestingly, I don't know if you've ever noticed this on the Sermon of the Mount, Jesus referenced fasting. Look in Matthew 6 and 7. And if you read it carefully, he didn't say if you fast, but rather when you fast. Fasting is as much an expectation and spiritual discipline as prayer and praise and worship and studying scripture and giving and communion and more. And I'll talk more about it over these coming weeks. So for the next several Tuesday episodes of Design and Destiny, I'll be sharing teachings, challenges, and insights around fasting, why to fast, how to fast, the types of fasts that we find in the scripture, and what people were going after as a result of fasting. And I invite you to join me, even if you're not ready yet, join me and listen in. And along with the podcast, I hope that you'll share in conversation, both on our destinymakers.org Facebook group, and on Instagram, and on our website, your joys and challenges, and also your fears and insights along the way. You can count on the fact that if you choose to dedicate this time to God, he will draw even closer to you. He says it in his word, and he will reveal his heart, more of his heart of who he is and his intentions toward you. But a few important things for me to mention before we close. First, there is absolutely no judgment or legalism here. Pray, ask the Holy Spirit when and how, and for how long you should fast. I'll talk about the different types of fasts we see in the Bible, as I mentioned, as well as what others have done. And I'll give you terrific resources to help prepare and encourage you along the way. And the destinymakers.org community on Facebook will also be a resource for you to share and be supported. And in fact, I will be putting up some worksheets for you. And so click on the link that you will find uh, in the descriptions so that you can download them 
to help you along each week, or at least give you a study guide for fasting. Second important thing is that if you have a medical condition, please, please consult your doctor. For me, I'm currently being treated for metastatic breast cancer, and several of the treatments I take cannot be done on an empty stomach. Believe me, I've tried. And I end up throwing up all the pills and the IV solutions or infusions that I've taken. So I've had to modify my fast and God's okay with that to make sure that I eat a morning and a lunch meal, taking my 30 some pills during that time. And then I've chosen to fast after lunch until the next morning. And then besides my usual regular morning devotional times, I have then also dedicated that dinner hour to retreat to my private space, to be quiet before my king and to listen and to worship and to read. That's my fasting um, choice. This may not work for you. That's between you and the Lord. He knows your heart. And if you desire more of him, he will fill you up. He will in every way. Third important thing, fasting is about abstaining from food. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus is our best example of fasting. He fasted and withdrew many times to be with the father. And of course, his most intense fast was 40 days when he was led into the desert by the Holy Spirit, 40 days in the desert without food. So giving up sugar or coffee or TV or some other habit that has had a hold on you is a good thing. I encourage you to make it a part of your fast. But abstaining from food, feeling hungry so that you can replace it with your hunger for God, to depend on God, to become weak so that when you are weak, he is strong within you. And depending on God to sustain you will be such a rich and rewarding experience for you. It'll be hard, but it will be rewarding. The fourth is this, that fasting is not per about performance. Like I said, there's no legalism here. And it's not about performance. And it's not about negotiating or bribing, you know, God to say, well, if I do this, then I want that. It's about pursuing God. It's about desiring to be closer to him. It's about sitting quietly and just allowing the distractions of the world to fade so that you might hear him better. Your physical hunger is like an offering for the spiritual hunger that you have for the Lord. And God is faithful. In Jeremiah 29, 13, God says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So I hope that you'll prayerfully join me as we support one another. I need the support too in this deeper pursuit of God's heart. Even if you're not ready yet, join me over these next five weeks so that you can learn more and pray and see if this is something that God is leading to you toward at this moment. 
subscribe, and then come back next week, and we'll dive deep into the discipline of fasting. And check out destinymakers.org on Facebook, where I'll share some resources. In fact, I have right now up there just a worksheet for you to download. So again, click on the link in the description so that you can get that just to support your journey along the way. So I hope to see you next week. Grace and peace to you in Jesus' name.